Hi everyone, I'm Roger Berman, and you're listening to Works For Us, where usually Rachel and I talk to people about works for them and their relationships, and what doesn't. Today, my lovely wife is a bit under the weather, so I volunteered, <coughs> begged, <coughs> came onto the show just to have my very own special little broadcast. So I will likely bore you to tears but I wanted to spend some time with Rachel not here to really give you my point of view on what 30 years means to me. Just so everyone's aware, our 30 year anniversary is August 29th, 2021. That's right, 30 long, hard, arduous years. With some good times, don't get me wrong. Um, just kidding. Uh, it's been sort of blissful and, you know, if we're talking about everyone's relationships and what works for them, maybe I could give you my perspective a little bit on what I think works for us. Um, so let's see 30 years together with my wife, I guess I got to tell you, and I might've already mentioned this in an earlier broadcast, but whatever, nobody listens to this anyway. So it's probably new to you guys. Um, you know, the way Rachel and I met, she was 19 years old and I was 22. You know, now that I'm in my <clears throat> 50s, you know, 19 year old people, they just kind of have a certain look. And Rachel especially was uh, truly stunning. So I was a waiter at a restaurant. She was the hostess who worked upstairs at the fancy uh, restaurant where all the businessmen eat. And she uh, was wearing these micro mini dresses and uh, she loved it. And I was in the other side of the tracks, downstairs cafe restaurant, you know, slinging pasta, trying to make my ends meet. And then one day the hostess didn't show up downstairs and Rachel was called into duty to go downstairs and be the hostess. And that was the day that I laid eyes on her. And my friend, Mike Smith was with me. Mike was actually just with me this weekend. I'm one of those people. I have friends for life. I'm fiercely loyal and probably annoying. I don't know. Maybe they just can't get uh, rid of me, but I tend to have people stick around in my life. And, uh, I remember turning to Mike Smith and, uh, I don't know if I could say, I don't know. We could probably say some of these words on air, but let's just say I was, uh, stricken. But, um, the only issue was that my girlfriend also worked at the restaurant and, uh, we had one little happy family, um, me and my girlfriend working there and Rachel sort of becoming friends with us. And then, um, one day, um, my girlfriend, I was supposed to move to Colorado. We got an apartment together in Boulder, Colorado. I don't know if anyone knows that, but I was almost without Rachel living in Boulder, Colorado, but for whatever reason, uh, we became friendly and, uh, this, my girlfriend moved to Colorado. I was going to, uh, join her the next semester. And, uh, yeah, you know, she went away for this trip, uh, for two weeks towards the end of the summer. And you ever see those ads when people like are running through a meadow first, it's slow, then it speeds up a little, then it's like they're running fast and fast. And like, they like, go into this embrace. So we sort of had that weird moment down in Washington Harbor, like when she came back from a family vacation for two weeks and we're like, okay, this is a little weird. And then uh, the following week we wound up going to a bar 
with all of our friends and none of them showed up. And uh, the bartender, Josh, I forgot his last name. Hi, Josh. Uh, he said to Rachel and I, he's like, hey, you guys make an amazing couple. And Rachel and I were like, whoa, no, we're not a couple. We're just friends, blah, 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 blah. And then we um, closed the bar down, of course, drove to my apartment in Arlington, Virginia, proceeded to buy a full jug of Ernest and Julio Gallo wine, drank it the entire night, didn't kiss, by the way, then went to breakfast the next morning at this French place, had breakfast, dropped Rachel off at like, I don't know, 11. We both hadn't slept. And then she, I think she said to me, actually, if I remember, because she goes, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I'm free. And that was it. So that was how we met. And as we say, it's been 30 years of no breakups, no shakeups. So uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just lazy, but you know, it seems to be working. You know, so Rachel and I uh, started dating in college. Uh, I, was in, I was actually getting my MBA. She was in grad school. She was going into her junior year of college. Uh, we lived in DC for two years, moved to New York. When she graduated, I became an investment banker. Rachel did not have a job nor a career. I repeat, she had no job, no career, and no direction. However, somehow she landed this job as an assistant in a magazine and the rest is history. So cut to, oh, I don't want to, I want to say we were together for like five years dating at that point. And uh, it's very funny. She remembers this, this, uh, this time in our life so differently than I do. I remember my wife putting like cards back then you saw business cards, like business cards from like jewelers with like something written down on the back and just like, sort of like, Oh, like dropping hints and like, whatever, whatever. So she was fully like, uh, time to buy me a ring. And then, you know, of course I do everything that Rachel tells me to do. Duh. So I was like, Oh, okay. It must be that time. I mean, we didn't really plan it that way. I was like a little bit, you know, more chic than that. Yeah. So I got this, uh, I got a really nice ring for her. I got her a three carat ring back then. That was a big deal because, uh, people weren't doing that. And uh, I don't know, I just knew, you know, I just had this weird, I have this theory. So I'm going to share this theory with you and not everyone will agree and I'll probably get yelled at for it, but who cares? You know, it's like you get engaged, you got to stretch for it. Guys got to stretch for it. You got to give your woman a big rock. Why? Because it makes them feel good for the rest of their lives. Every girl's looking at it and there's just like a little bit of an opinion about like the girl, the relationship, the whatever. And like, it's nice to always be like, you know, that's nice. You know, I think it just makes them feel good. So anyone out there, you know, spend another couple of grand or whatever you can afford. But, you know, stretch is what I could say. Stretch within your limit. Hey, everyone. Today we are joined by certified sommelier and Martha Stewart wine writer, Sarah Tracy. Sarah's here on behalf of H3 Wines to talk about how to pair red wine with your own personal style and which H3 red wines you should enjoy on National Red Wine Day, which is coming up on August 28th. Who doesn't love National Wine Day? H3 Wines. Let's hear it. Hi, Rachel, and hi, Roger. Um, great to be with you today. And 
Um, for everyone listening, my name is Sarah Tracy. I am a sommelier based in New York City. And a very important holiday is right around the corner, which is National Red Wine Day. And each three wines uh, who I'm teaming up with to celebrate I um, thought it would be fun to send you some wine and to do a little tasting with me and actually pair wines with your own personal style. Rachel, you are obviously everyone's style icon and fashion is your wheelhouse. So, you know, the idea here being that one pairing doesn't always have to be so serious. We can pair wine with style. We can pair wine with music and all sorts of cool stuff and um, you know, I find that chasing trends with fashion, it can be really confusing in terms of what's in, what's out. You know, side parts are apparently not cool anymore. Skinny jeans, one day natural wine is the thing. Next day it's rosé, the next day it's Prosecco. You know, rather than try to style and rock it and also own your wine style. So on that note, uh, would you like to taste some wine with me? Sure. I mean, you literally don't need to twist my arm. I'm, I'm a lover of wine. Ever. We're going to focus on the reds from H3. And H3 Winery is in the Horse Heaven Hills in Washington State. They make incredible, big, bold, juicy reds that we're highlighting and great value. These are $15. So you don't have oh. to break the bank to have a fabulous red wine. I thought we'd start with the Cabernet Sauvignon, if you want to go ahead and pop that open. Totally. And when is Red Wine Day, just so everyone's aware? It is August 28th. Yeah. Our, so right our 30-year anniversary is uh, August 29th. 29th. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, perfect. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So, Rachel, we have identified your style personality just because you love all things stunning vintage pieces. I think about your confident personality and your bold style and just that incredible, like classic vintage fashion. Uh, well, we have paired you with this Cabernet. The confident classic is the style personality that I think the Cabernet pairs perfectly with. Rachel, you like the finer things in life. And, you know, you might keep your sneakers in the closet until the weekend, but you wouldn't dare leave the house without, you know, your signature lipstick shade, maybe your gorgeous oversized sunglasses. You have a really busy schedule. I'm guessing you have a hard time making time for yourself. Would I be right? Uh, yes. Yes. There, there is no time for myself. Yeah. So this wine is also meant to pair with maybe a bubble bath, just to kind of embrace that me time for the hardworking lady on the go like yourself. I have a question. Are, when you pour the wine, yeah. the red wine, are you supposed to let it sit for a while or open it up or let it breathe? Yeah. Oxygen, when it hits the wine, really kind of wakes it up a little bit and brings the flavors to life. So I find that um, letting it open up can be a really nice thing. And that's why it's kind of fun to enjoy um, a bottle like over the course of a couple of hours. If you can kind mm -hmm. of savor it slowly and that way. it'll that, honey? Savor it slowly, honey. <laughs> it smells so good. It's got really a lot nice. of like dark berry notes in there, maybe some bittersweet cocoa. It is such a classic wine. And I would pair this with like your classic steakhouse style dinner, maybe like a nice New York strip, baked potato, um, some cream spinach. Just really, really uh, bold. Oh my rich, goodness. This like is a really wine. taste this wine. This is unbelievable. I, I like Cabernets. I even like this yeah. smell. 
It's one of my best tips for finding great value in Cabernet is actually to look so Washington nice. State. You'll get amazing, amazing value from Washington State more than you would from the, like an Napa Cab. What so. do you say as a rule? I always think of food and wine. I always think like fish and like shellfish and fish are more of a like sort of white or rosé. And I feel like meat um, is typically more um, a Cabernet or, or, or a great red, like a heavier red. Yeah. I mean, drink what you like is definitely the first rule. Yeah, of and course. All rules are made to be broken, but you want to match the intensity with the dish with the wine. So if you have like a really bold Cabernet, you might not want to pair it with like a really delicate scallop dish or something like that. But if you want to drink Cab with your scallops, I say go for it. Right. The second one we're going to try is what are, what are we about to drink? Um. So yeah, the H3 Wines Red Blend um, pairs perfectly with a style personality, I'm going to say, is like the approachable cool. It's a very approachable wine. It's easy to drink. It's really super smooth. It's really luscious. It's super juicy. And the type of fashion personalities that the person that is just super comfortable being themselves. Um, and they don't try too hard with their style. They can pull together different patterns, mix and match. And they have kind of a laissez-faire attitude maybe about pulling together a look, but they always pull it off and it always looks really effortless. And I think this is a really effortless, easy wine to love. It doesn't need to be paired with food. I think this one would be so delicious, just kicking back on the patio, hanging out with some great friends. Kind of like an anywhere, anything wine. It really is. If this is the wine, if you don't know what to pick, right. go for the red blend. It's crowd pleaser. Crowd pleaser. Exactly. And it is just going to pair with like any dish or, or even just on its own, I think is really delicious. I love this with like popcorn or, right. you know, something casual. It's like an afternoon glass of wine. Like kind of. What about with cheese? Yeah, cheese, like some maybe semi-soft cheeses or even hard cheeses would be really good with this. I think bolder reds, you could do like a hard aged sheep, sheep smoked cheese, like a pecorino or something would be really, Mm -hmm. really fabulous. Even with a brie, like a creamy, luscious, like semi-soft cheese. Right. Because the the wine is just smooth and luscious. And again, um, it's bold enough to stand up to like a cheese that does have some flavor, some boldness. I think you're living Roger's dream life. I think he'd like to be a sommelier. I want to hang out with you, actually. (laughs) So can I ask you another question? Any question you want. Do you find that... People, let's say a Chardonnay, what red wine would they like versus someone who likes like a Pinot Grigio? Because I kind of find that there's a similar. um, Like I like very light and dry, very crisp and very light, like in a white, like a Sancerre or something, you know, Mm -hmm. very, very light, crisp rosé. So I find when I like a red, it's very light and very dry. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think that is a really great way to go. If you to talk about the intensity, if you like a, a bold, rich white wine, you might like a bold, rich red. And also in terms of like Chardonnay is usually more mellow, a little bit more round, maybe has some richness to it. Um, oftentimes doesn't have a super bright, crisp profile like the Sancerre might. And so, um, yeah, I would go, I think actually Chardonnay lovers would love a, a juicy red blend. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like this is like I'm I'm feeling like this flavor tastes like what a Chardonnay would taste like in white in a weird way, and yeah. that this Cabernet tastes a much more 
you know, even though it's bold, I, it's just dry, you know? So for me, I like Cabernets and I like Sancerres and Pinot Grigios and things like that. Bordeaux, Malbacs, you know, all of that sort of, they're just, I think they're very high, you know, high tannic, right? Yeah. High tannins. Yeah. Tannins. So tannins are the, um, kind of molecules in wine that make your, your tongue feel dry. Might give you a little sandpaper tongue. I just call mm-hmm. it a cat's tongue. Yeah. I give it that cat's tongue kind of like grippy. Um, and yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon, especially this one from H3, does have a nice little tannic backbone. And that's why it compared with steaks and other rich foods because the tannins help cut through the fat. So it has a lot of structure to it. And um, I think it is just delicious. Um, and then the third one that I would like to encourage everyone listening to go out and find if you love reds is the H3 Merlot. And I think we sent you guys a bottle of that. You could enjoy that yes. this weekend. Maybe have it for your anniversary. So what's and the story with Merlot? I know a lot of people like Merlot, but what is that typically known for? Yeah. So Merlot is known for just being really plush and really velvety. Um, it is a really, really versatile wine. Roger, you said you love Bordeaux and Mer- Merlot is one of the main grapes of Bordeaux. It's from Bordeaux originally. And so uh, it's sort of like, the flip side of a Cabernet, where a Cabernet has like the tannins and more of the structure, the Merlot brings more, you know, more of a voluptuous kind of velvety profile. And in terms of like a fashion, okay. viscosity, like on your tongue is yeah, going to be more. Does, honey, you love the word viscosity. It does bring that um, that plush, lush kind of plummy, velvety um, note to a wine. And I think for the Merlot. The Merlot is just known for being super, super versatile. And so someone that has a style personality, that's, we call it the perfect balance. That person that can mix Fendi with Forever 21 and mm-hmm. always just like all this, um, you know, work hard and play hard. You know, they kind of high, low fashion, kind of blend it all and do it all. The best wines are not necessarily always the most expensive wines. It's all about finding the wine that you love. And I can tell you as a sommelier, I've tasted bottles that are thousands of dollars and I, I have some $15 bottle ones that I prefer. So, you know, it's really is all about finding what you love and honestly, just finding my big belief is that quality is not indicated by price at all. I agree. Can you give us a little background on H? What does H3 stand for? And, you know, when did you start? And, you know, how how could our listeners find this? You can find it at your um, local grocery store, your local liquor store. You can order it on Drizzly. Drizzly, it's an app. And you just, you can order wine and they just deliver it right to your door, which is super convenient. Can't beat that. Cannot beat it. And H3 uh, stands for the Horse Heaven Hills, which is the wine region in Washington Uh, State where this wine comes from. So it used to be wild horse country, and now it is a wine country. And really special winery, um, over 90% of the fruit is actually grown by small family farmers in the area. And so it's um, got a lot of integrity to it as well. And again, these three red wines at $15, you really cannot beat for the price that also... Their Sauvignon Blanc and their Rosé are both spectacular as well. So pull up your Drizzly app, try them tonight. I've already loved what we've tasted. It's amazing. Every wine we've had so far is incredible, actually. Because you sent us some bottles that we've been drinking over the The last few days. days, And they're all amazing. Seriously. The Rosé is incredible. You also have, how many wines do you have? You have like five or six you sent, right? There's there's three whites, three reds or... 
They're um, usually available nationwide. There's a Sauvignon Blanc, the Rosé, the Merlot, the Cabernet, and the Red Blend. Um, but there might be additional selections available on the H3 website. If you go to the winery, they usually have like some special additions and some different things. But in retail, I know they have those five. Well, Sarah, it was so nice to Sarah, meet you. Thank Thanks you for, for taking us. the time with us. We love wine. I come from a family of wine lovers and clearly married to a wine lover. And um, wine has really been helpful for us over COVID. Yeah. Um, also, it really brings everyone together. It's though. such a social, happy... Um, especially red wine. Like when, when Josh comes over and like, we're like, what are we going to drink? And it's like, you kind of figure out what red wine and that sort of sets the mood, I think in a way. And or I my think, dad. And I think you're really right about, you know, depending on like how you're feeling or what your style is, or even how you're feeling at the moment. I don't yeah. know about you, but like when it's rainy out, you're going to want something like a little bit more heavy when it's and nice the summer, out. When it's hot, you, you want, want rosé. Rose. Yeah. So I really do think that wine, you know, is a kind of indicative or enhances whatever mood you're feeling. But I also think more importantly to bring it back to what matters, it's always chic and it's always stylish and it's always pretty. Absolutely. All right, well, um, thanks, well, for thanks being Sarah. Here this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. And thank you today. for the beautiful wines. We're really enjoying them out here. So thank uh, you. Cheers. 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 All right. Well, so anyway, so I got this ring. I got it from Chris Venori. If you're out there, Chris, hello. He was awesome. Diamond district upstairs, like, you know, door inside a door, inside a vault, inside a door and uh, picked out the stone. And then we got a Tiffany setting and a couple of like striations. I think they're called on the sides. And uh, I threw this amazing party for Rachel Um the night before we were coming out to the Hamptons. And that's why the Hamptons are, you know, also quite special to us because we've had a lot of um, history out here. But in any event, um, we, I threw a great party at, oh God, I forgot what the name of the place was. Mm, I didn't know it at one point. Maybe it was Barry. Yeah, it might've been Barry. Anyway, we had an amazing time. I mean, we, I mean, back then we were like in our twenties, we were like going for it. And uh, the next day we were on the Hampton Jitney. Yes, the Hampton Jitney. And I had the ring in my pocket and I'd planned to go, I'd planned a reservation at East Hampton Point, which is like, you know, nice restaurant on the water, you know, cause my big plan was to like propose to Rachel that night. And two things happened that were pretty funny on the bus. Well, the first thing is it wasn't just funny. Like Rachel was so hungover and she was like, babe, I don't think I want to go to dinner tonight. I'm like, we're going to dinner. And she was like, so like, un couldn't understand why we were both like kind of beaten up. And like, I was insistent we were going to dinner. And then what was also really funny is Rachel was flipping through Vogue magazine that day. And she saw the dress on the cover of Vogue. Um, it was an Isaac Mizrahi dress in red. And Rachel was looking at the cover and she's like, if we ever get married, this is a dress I want to wear in white, of course. And cut to, I made her go out to dinner, literally. And then the other weird thing that happened that night, like I wanted to find like a nice spot to like propose. So like, I like pull into this like dock slash parking lot situation with like a dumpster and whatever. And like, I pull in and I'm like, oh, this place kind of sucks. I don't want to get engaged here. And Rachel's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I made a wrong turn. I thought this was a restaurant, you know, blah, 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 blah. So then 
we get to the restaurant. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? I got to like get this thing going. So like we check in and I'm like, baby, let's, it's such a nice sunset. Let's like go take a walk. And she's like, okay, weirdo, more or less. So we start walking and like, I distinctly remember, like we walk one way and there's like one of those like yacht, not yacht, but like a big, bigger boat out there with like four or five people on like music blast. Like, yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, that's rough. I don't want to get, I don't want to get engaged there either. So then we walk the other way all the way down to the end of the dock. And I got down on my knee. I told her I loved her. want to spend the rest of my life with her, all that jazz. And I asked her to marry me. And she looked down, and this is the truth, and she's not here to deny it. And by by God, I'm telling you, this is the truth. She looked down after I put the ring on her finger, and she said, thank God I got a manicure this week. She didn't say yes. She didn't say, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. She said, thank God I got a manicure this week. So that about sums up the beginning, middle, and continuation of our relationship it's that kind of um magic that really uh keeps us on our toes so yeah so we got engaged that night and then i remember also distinctly we went to uh rachel's parents were having a big dinner at sapporo de mare which by the way had a fire and is now uh demolished uh it's a lot as we sit here today and i distinctly remember rachel's dad is like one of those waivers like you see him in the restaurant, you're looking right at him, but he insists to wave the entire time where you walk to the restaurant. It's like a little marriage. It's like, hey, hey. And you're like, I see you. I see you. We're walking. Look, we're walking right towards you. So I distinctly remember him doing that wave thing. And we walked in and uh, kind of like during dessert and, you know, Rachel's family, uh, her parents were there and it was very nice. And also another good thing for all you to be uh, engaged men out there or women, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's all the same. You got to ask the dad, I guess, I guess it's traditional, the dad, and maybe now they're going to be like, oh, you got to ask the mom too. But, you know, listen, until that, until we start, uh, you know, getting on that, which will come, I'm sure. But for the moment, it's appropriate to ask the dad for the wife's hand in marriage. I also distinctly remember that I went with Rachel's parents because we, again, stayed in the Hamptons at their house, you know, pretty much every weekend at that time, you know, we were living in the city and I went to this beautiful home, a cocktail party with just Rachel's uh, parents and Rachel like was whatever she was like in work or get ready or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'll go. And I took a walk with Rachel's dad and um, you know, I told him that I wanted to marry her and blah, 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 blah. And he could not be happier. It was like, oh my God, thank you. You are now responsible for this child and I'm over. It was like, it was, it was like, and he'll say it to this day. He was, he had the exact same similar, uh, Rachel's, uh, niece is dating a really good guy. And Ronnie's like, what do you think about him? And I'm like, oh, he's great. And Ronnie was like, yeah. He was like, good. He's like, and he could deal with blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is exactly how he felt. He was pawning Rachel off on me. Little did I know, unbeknownst to me at the time. 
And then, yeah, she became my responsibility. But I take that responsibility seriously. And for whatever reason, one of my missions in life is to make her happy. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a uh, masochist, a martyr, unclear. But it seems to be happening in the right way. Well, I could keep fast forwarding. Like, okay, so the wedding. Here's the deal with the wedding. I mean, who doesn't agree that sleep is so important? And I'm a big believer that you've got to invest in rest. Hey, that rhymes. But if you get yourself a fantastic mattress and you're still sleeping on sandpapery subpar sheets, it's like why invest in the first place? It doesn't end working up the way it should. Bolin Branch knows high quality sleep doesn't stop at your mattress. Why should it? Their ultra soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions. So not only will you be able to feel the difference, you'll be able to know you're making one too. Bolin Branch was founded by a husband and wife team, I'm into that, you know I love it, who are looking to create the high quality sheets, fairly priced sheets they craved. And the sheets they created are truly next level, and I mean it. They are buttery soft and super luxurious. I truly feel like my own bedroom can, can compete with a five-star hotel. They are buttery soft and especially luxury. They are buttery soft and super luxurious. So I truly feel like my own bedroom could compete with any five-star hotel. Plus, every time my bowl and brand sheets are washed, they get just a little bit softer. I'm telling you, they actually improve over time, kind of like me. And if that isn't proof of their quality, I simply don't know what is. To experience the absolute best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowl & Branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. To experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code ZOE. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code ZOE. So eventually she said yes to me, um, you know, a few minutes later after um, she looked at the ring and she did like the ring. Thank you very much. And we went... Uh, you know, what, what happens when we get engaged? The next question, and I'm telling you the next question. When are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you getting married? And you could pretty much handle that question for like two, three weeks in like a Jewish family, if you're lucky. And then you just gotta figure it out or like the Yenta moms will literally freak out and explode. They think they will not live to see the wedding day. So they need to know that the wedding is happening. So you got to get married apparently when you get engaged. I actually love to be engaged because it's like all the benefits with none of the real commitment. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and Rachel liked it so much, in fact, that we had our first wedding planned at the Essex, Essex house. And I don't know, the week before the invitations were about to be sent out, she's like, Roger. I'm like, yes, Rachel. She's like, you know, I love you. I'm like, yes, Rachel. She's like, I just don't think I'm ready to get married right yet. And I'm like, okay, 
you were the one. Remember the earlier story when I told her that she was giving me ring options? I'm like, well, well, gee, honey bunny, uh, you were the one that was kind of like, so I think she just wanted the jewelry. I mean, if you really think about my wife and now that I really know her, she just wanted a goddamn ring. She didn't really think about the other part of it. She just wanted a ring, I think. And she got the ring. And then as time went forward, she realized she actually had to get married. That's what the ring signified. And I think that sunk in and she's like, holy crap. So what do we do? We postponed our wedding. Indeed we did, but we didn't break up. Why? Because I'm so awesome. I just rolled with it. Like no problem, babe. I like being engaged. And then we, so we were engaged for over two years which was actually a blast. And we, our first wedding was supposed to be at the Essex house in New York. We didn't do it there. And we used the credit just so you know, f- for Ronnie's 50th birthday, I believe Rachel's dad, just so you know, a little side story there. So the best, the best thing about you would think that Rachel would be like Mrs. Bride to be like super into like the, flowers, the band, the linen, the whatever. But back when Rachel was Rachel, kind of just starting out in the world of styling, all she cared about was styling. And I kid you not, Leslie planned our entire wedding. Like we actually know we, we, we chose the band because we were adamant about the band or I was anyway, because I needed a band that played Grateful Dead. Um, we walked into trucking just so everyone's aware. That was our walk-in song. And our wedding song was Peggy O. Um, both amazing songs. So, uh, so the band was the only thing we really needed, uh, to approve. And literally Leslie did everything. And we were so disinterested actually, as it turns out that, you know, after the wedding, the photographer has all these like wedding selects and like, we just didn't do it. And we're like, uh, Ron, Les, can you just like pick some and make an album? Like we were like the anti like bride and groom. We, we, we didn't really care. I don't know what it was. It was pretty funny, but like everyone else cared, you know? So we were just busy as a banker. Like I didn't have time. Rachel was working. So we'd have time, but everyone else wanted this like amazing wedding. So we had it at the rainbow room. It was an amazing wedding. Uh, everyone was like, it it started snowing as February 15th, 1998. And, um, Rachel hates that we got married in the winter, but it was one of those things that all of a sudden she's like, Oh yes, we should get married. And then of course, like the wedding availability was February or whatever, you know, it's like typical. So it's kind of annoying because she always wants to go away, but it's February and it's like, where are you going? So this sounds silly. I know, but she is silly. That's why August 29th, our actual like first date anniversary. And that's why this is our first date. That date we closed on the bar was August 29th. And that's why this signifies our 30 years because the wedding, she doesn't really, it's just, for some reason, that's not as important to her, which is interesting. Um, that's not to say that she doesn't expect, um, a gift on both anniversaries, just so we're aware. Okay, then. So we got married, uh, had a great time, went to St. Bart's on our honeymoon. Uh, that was the beginning of our love affair with St. Bart's. And then, so we went there our first time in 1998. And we've probably been there, I don't know, 15 times since. That's our happy place. Uh, a little harder to get to from LA. Um, yeah, so then we were married and, you know, 
we were like married, but nothing really changed because we had already lived together. And yeah, we waited 18 years to have kids. So a lot happened between marriage and kids, which we could update you on some other episode. Who knows? It's basically life. All right, then. Moving right along, what I did want to talk to you guys about is my highs and lows for the week. Well, certainly the low is the fact that because of the spread of COVID, uh, the variant, uh, Delta variant, uh, we unfortunately had to cancel our magical 30th wedding anniversary party at Wolfer Vineyards. Um, I will say it was not a vow renewal, and I'm being very clear about that. I refuse to do a vow renewal. Why? Why do you say do I refuse? You're so mean, Roger. You're so mean. No, I'm not mean. I said my vows once and I met them. Period. That's it. If you have to like renew your vows every time, it's like, oh, I don't know. Things are a little shaky there. What's happening? First time they didn't do the trick. So we could have an anniversary party, but we didn't. So I'm pretty, um, I'm sad about that because... You know, we spent a lot of time, effort, and uh, sort of was aligning right. But um, COVID is, uh, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens to us and our family for COVID, then I feel blessed, actually. So it's just a party. Um, So that's the low. Um, What's the high? The high is, is that, you know, I'm having a lot of fun here with my family, you know, spending a lot of like fun time with the kids. We, um, something you also probably wouldn't think about Rachel and I is, you know, we're out here, uh, in the Hamptons and we have, uh, like we, we don't have a nanny you know, we have, uh, you know, cleaning lady that comes, I think once or twice a week. And other than that, it's us. So I've been doing this summer is most, most memories of this summer is I've done a lot of laundry. Rachel won't let me put the clothing in the machine because she thinks I'll like screw it up with some sort of like weird bleach or I don't know. She's very frightened, but she now, when she sort of acquiesced and now I'm fully her, I'm allowed to put it from the washer into the dryer take it out of the dryer and a folder. She loves, she's a terrible folder. I'm a good folder. I'm a little OCD, I think. So, um, yeah, doing a lot of laundry dishes. Wow. Tons of them. You would not believe how many dishes our little children use and clothes because they get like really dirty and muddy. So been doing a lot of cleaning, like being very domesticated, but it's kind of nice, you know, uh, not a lot of people around, which we like. Um, so I think that's my high, just sort of like having fun in not the obvious ways. So I'm going to leave you there for today. I really appreciate you, all of you listening. So everyone, if you liked what you heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. And of course, please keep listening. Make sure to check us out on our Instagram at at works.for.us. That's at works.for.us. Don't forget to tell us your story. There is now a Works For Us phone line that you can call in and leave a message. 
We want to hear your relationship story, and we're planning to share our favorites on an upcoming podcast. You can also ask us for relationship advice at your own risk, because I can't stress to you enough that we are not relationship experts, but we'll take a question and see what we could do with it. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, just give us a call at 657 549 2251. Again, that's 657 549 2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram again at, at works.for.us. Be safe and be well. Thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.